atención. Shut your Your attention, please. My name is Edgar Perez. This is Yap Chicago. You can follow us on Twitter at Yap Chicago underscore and on Instagram at Yap Chicago. You can call us, leave us a message, 312 985 6006. And uh, back. I'm back, baby. We finally found him. Yeah, you know, I, I got kicked off the podcast for a little bit because of uh, Nancy's comments about me saying something about crispy hair girls. Yeah, we decided to put you in timeout. We couldn't have you uh, in dangerous anymore. You know what? I, I apologize, Nancy, if you took any offense to it. If I ever see you, um, I'll buy you a shot at Guides, and I'll also bring you some hairspray. <laughs> <laughs> you could have left that at the drink, man. You could have just said, <laughs> no, oh, I'm just fucking around. I got you on a drink. We love all our fans, you know, White Sox, Cubs. We love them all the same. Cubs, Cubs fans, Sox fans, Bulls fans, it don't matter. We we just love all, everyone that listens. That's facts. For real, uh, we, I was actually looking at our, our some of our statistics, and now we're getting some fans in, in Spain. Let's go. Got a couple Canada downloads. What the fuck? Man, we, we worldwide now. I'm not even allowed in Canada. <laughs> Neither is the other Elise show, but well, that's that. I'll, I'll okay. I'll leave that story for the next time he show. I'll, I'll let him tell that one. I was just kidding. We actually plan to well, came in hot right there. <laughs> Get into there. I was I was trying to make a reference to like we wanted to record this shit early, but the Bulls ended up playing a good game, so <laughs> did not expect that. Yeah, I mean, it was surprising that it was even close. That they won, of course, but that it was close after what halftime they they were down by like eight ten points. Yeah, I mean, the Celtics opened up nine zero to start the game and. First thing in my mind was like, all right, great. We get to regard at halftime. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, and the crazier part is the fact that Jalen Brown was doing most of the scoring and Tatum wasn't doing shit. And you, you, I mean, you were, I know at least I was kind of expecting him to pick it up in the second half and they kind of regressed and they didn't score enough. Yeah, Bulls win in Boston, 102 to 96. This is the second win in a row for the Bulls. Let's fucking go. This win got him back into the uh, 10th spot in the standings. And I mean... Of course, I'm happy that the Bulls are winning, that they have a little mini streak of two two games going. But, I mean, kind of what Hector was saying on, on Friday's episode, do you kind of want them to just tank it and, and see it? Because with the, with the new play-in format, it's fucking weird. Like, do we really want to see them do the one-game playoff and lose the first game and we're shit out of pick? I mean, I me personally, I would want them to try to get into that playing game just for the experience. Because I think if you're trying to get them to tank, now you're you're relying too much on chance to even try to keep that pick protected in the top four spots for the lottery, right? I so, don't know. so I for me, I would want them to get into that plan. I don't, I still don't think it's going to happen. I know they've been playing a little better, at least defensively, um, and they look good tonight against Boston. But I don't know. I, I still don't have confidence that they're going to be able to min- maintain this the entire time Zach is out. Yeah, my my thing is, why are we going to want? Want them to go into the playoff game though, play in game even not a not a for sure chance at a playoff game. Why are we going to want them to do that if even though we we know they're going to get blown the fuck out probably in the first series in the playoffs if they even make it to that point? Yeah. So why why not just get a better pick? Because there's a difference between pick ten, pick eight, and pick number eighteen. You know. Right. Once you once plus it's it is giving yourself more of a chance 
to be able to actually get a better pick since it's a random lottery and or not random but it's a lottery and they changed it so that it's not automatically the first worst team has the best odds they're like kind of layered like one through three has the same odds so on and so forth so i feel like that gives them a better chance to even get it because right now there are like six teams seven teams that are have worse records than them in the league and that's right now so if they go on a full tank mode you know what zach levine you're shut down for the season (laughs) kind of give people days off you know vooch one day so on and so forth i don't know my thing is i i do know that a lot of people talk about the playoff experience playing game experience and all that shit but i mean what did that do for memphis last year they're in the eight seed now they're still going to be in that play-in game i mean they lost the game to to the blazers blazers are already a fucking established team memphis is the young up-and-coming team right and they're still in the fucking eight seed it didn't really give them that much you know pep in their step for this year I just want a competitive team. I want to watch competitive basketball. <laughs> and they, the Bulls might be more competitive next year if they lose more games this year. You know? You know? It's weird. The NBA works like that, though. It's You have it to does, suck yeah. ass to be able to get a, a top pick. I don't know. My, I guess my hope is that with all this time that Zach's going to miss, that the rest of the team figures out how to play and how they can contribute instead of standing around and watching Zach go off for 50 points or whatever points. But That's true. Which we've kind of seen it sporadically here and there, but not consistent enough. So I was, I'm hoping with with this stretch of time, at least for the rest of this month, as Zach's out, they find a better flow together, but also individually. I would say I have also seen a lot less of Kobe White handling the ball all the way up court. Is that me, or am I crazy? Today you saw it a little bit more, just because they were using his speed. But I feel like he doesn't do it as much, and he doesn't get into that bad habit of just running as fast as he can and throwing up like a fucking running layup yeah it probably doesn't do it as much but i feel like he's i still there's still still times where i look up and he's still kind of doing the same shit yeah 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 i mean he hasn't he hasn't really fucking grown no if anything kobe regressed yeah for sure i would think i mean that's not fair because that's him trying to learn the the point guard role and different coach no fuck that though it's no it's not so much the coach here because it because he was kind of doing that in spite of Boylan, of in spite of uh Boylan last year and he got the chance this year to to start since the beginning and worked at a point guard role and I don't know I felt like he just got worse as the season went on like his confidence was shot and then he just just kept committing mistake after mistake as a to me it just never looked like he was really comfortable in that and as the season went on he just it would get worse but that's kind of what happened with Laurie and Laurie never got out of that funk after last year he hasn't. He had a good what one year and then regressed last year, and he hasn't really gone back to it. And it's not the fact that they can't play. It's just the fact that they play in spurts. Like, Laurie will be having some fucking kick-ass five minutes to a game, three minutes to a game, yeah. where he fucking dunks on someone. He gets eight points in two minutes and then doesn't do shit for the rest of the game. And Kobe White, I think his the choices that he makes are kind of the same. Like, there'll be a portion of the game where he actually is – pushing the ball up, but in a smart way now where he's just running to the basket and throwing that bitch up. Right. And then there are other moments in the game where, I mean, even today we are talking about, is he going to miss one of these free throws? Is he going to have a turnover? Like, that's just the player that he is maybe. No, but I mean, it's a good win for them, even with Vucci kind of carrying the team. It's a good stepping stone for them, but I don't know. I, I just don't think it's important for them to actually get into the playing game. So you would want him to tank the rest of the year? Yes. I, I, I've been a big promoter proponent of this for a while yeah even from the beginning yeah i i just think it's dumb to be a middling team 
we fucking traded Jimmy Butler so that we can have a chance of being a shitty team for a little bit and then becoming significantly better. And now we're just straight back where we were at when we had Jimmy Butler. We're fringe playoff team, not really being able to grow with a small ceiling on our team. It's not like this team has outbursts where they're just like, holy shit, like where's all this scoring coming from and defense? Yeah, It's it's one or the other. Either we, we have a good scoring game or a good defensive game. Like today we held them under, held the Celtics under 100 points. But it, it just doesn't – it's not cohesive. It's not a full team effort, I would say. I know you want competitive basketball. I know this is like the first year that you're back – Full balls out, bulls deep. Let's go bulls. Bulls deep, as you would say, you know. Right. <laughs> um, for real, like you're you're back into the fandom, but why? Like, why do why do you want mediocreness? I mean, I don't want mediocreness. I just feel like <laughs> I guess it was just a it was one big tease from the beginning of the year where you saw them play well against good teams, and you're like, oh right. shit, maybe we're turning the corner. I didn't expect them to all of a sudden, you know, compete. And be, you know, the 5-4 seed or whatever. But you were kind of hoping that they would be a little more consistent than this. And I think I said this on the last episode, how there were many points within the season where you felt like that was a turning point. Like, that's rock bottom. That has to be rock bottom. That has to be the game that, that breaks them. That has to be the game that, that makes them say, like, all right, we got to get our shit together. And they'll bounce back for a game or two, maybe. And then they just find a new way to... If kind of did, sink to the bottom. If it didn't have to happen after OKC, that was a fucking <laughs> terrible game. And that happened, yeah. what, like three months ago? Yeah, that, happened, that was early in the season. <laughs> yeah, and they didn't learn from it. They continued to struggle in the fourth quarter. They said on a couple of broadcasts ago that they're, like, statistically, like, they have, like, the worst net rating in the fourth quarter. For, like, like clutch time apart. or whatever. Even that, like, even with this game, when there was, like, what, six minutes left, and I looked at you, and I was like, all right, Bulls, let's see how you choke this one away. Stacey King was like, um... He, they're going to make it a two-possession game, make it four points, and then you're just like, that's not two possessions. We fucking foul three-point shooters every yeah. time. Yeah, I know it's a joke, but it literally happens every game, every other game, right. I would say. That makes me sad, man. <laughs> <laughs> I want this Bulls team to be good so bad. Yeah, I mean, it, every sport's different because in football, it just takes a run. In hockey, it's the same. You just fucking get one goalie. Baseball, you get your starting pitching or anything of that nature. Basketball doesn't work like that. Basketball, I feel like the the top teams actually rise. The cream rises to, uh, to the top. Yeah, just because of the format, especially in the playoffs, obviously with it being a series, that's, I feel, the most effective way to, to have a playoff. Yeah. Right? It's impossible to compete in this league without having a dominant roster. Yeah. Multiple yeah. pieces, not just Zach or not just Zach and Vooch. But I don't think there's anything in sight that this team is going to be a fucking top contender or anything like that unless the only way is if the next star that gets pissed wants to only go to chicago for some reason kind of how like james harden did like i want to go to brooklyn and really that's it that would have to happen like literally next year yes in order for it to kind of work or at least try to work bradley beal the scoring would be awesome the defense would be subpar but i mean that's what brooklyn went with they said fuck it we're just gonna put everything on offense and we'll figure out the defense once playoffs come and you figured Bradley Beal comes over, it attracts more star power, more stars or more role players that are willing to come for less money for cheap. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be the only way. I mean, who else is, who the fuck else is a star that might be pissed if they trade for Russell Westbrook, that'd be fucking, <laughs> I would like blow my brains out. I would not want that. You know what? Dream scenario is Dame Lillard gets fucking pissed that they get booted again. 
Yeah, your eyes, are just, eyebrows are just raised. Because <laughs> they're what six seed in the West. They're in the, they're in the six seed right now. So I mean, if he's just like not pissed, but they're just like, you know what? We've run this back a thousand times with CJ and you. Yeah, and he's just like, I need something different, right? Which I don't think it's it's not in his character type to do that. No, but what if? I know, man. <laughs> that got me real excited. Now you mentioned that. <laughs> There's no one else. Luca, if he gets pissed because they keep getting like bottom seeds, Luca's way younger. I don't, yeah, I don't really see him doing that though. I don't know. Uh, he, yeah, you never know, honestly. Yeah, but my my thing is with Luca, he's a fucking crybaby. You've seen him like after they lose games, he misses the shot, or a different player won't pass him the ball to take the final shot. And he will literally storm off the court, like, basically crying. He's passionate, man. He's passionate, but at a certain point, what if he gets pissed at the Mavs continues to get to put him in that spot that he can't really succeed? I'm just throwing I'm just throwing shit out there, you know. Please aggregate this so that he wants to actually leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone just fucking clip this audio and send it to any Dallas Mavericks, like, fucking uh, beat writer and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Like I said, it's it's pretty much that needs to go down next year. Yeah. This offseason, pretty much. Yeah. So we got to keep a close eye on the playoffs. In the West, it seems like you're talking. Yeah. So let, let's see about Portland. Let's see if the Mavericks. Because a lot of players go from West to East. Yeah. KD did it. James Harden did it. Russ Westbrook kind of did it. But, you know, it's just because he asked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is all stuff that, it's funny, this is all stuff that you've been preaching the entire year and. I've been trying to keep my head up, but now nah, fuck that shit. You just keep on. Hello, darkness, you, my old. You're friend. bringing us all down with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hating Hector and depressing Lee's. <laughs> <laughs> There's no no one really else that would be. Steph Curry's not going to do it. Steph Curry's lighting the world on fire right now. Yeah. There's a stat that if he missed the next, I think it was 400 threes, he would still be able to retire with a better shooting percentage than Ray Allen or something like that. <laughs> No way. Come it's something ridiculous like that. I'm curious. You're looking up Steph Curry's or Ray Allen's? I'm just, I'm just looking at the list of the all-time three percentage. Steph Curry's three percentage, he shoots 43%. Ray Allen, 400. That wasn't a real stat. I swear. If he misses the next, his next 400 threes? It was something like that. Do you know how far his... his well, he's shot up a lot. That's why. Let's look up three points made. <laughs> Steph Curry has 2,745. Ray Allen has 2,973. 63, 25. That's how many he has all time. He has made 2,745. Yeah. If he misses the next 400, he would still be at 40.8%. That's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Ray Allen. Oh, man. Fucking bum. That is a, I thought that was one of those exaggerated Twitter stats. No. But, uh, holy fuck. Math, G. It took us half an hour over this podcast. <laughs> of course, we're going to condense this to a, a, a tight 10-second recap of Steph Curry's shooting career. Nah, I want everyone to know how much of a struggle <laughs> it was with you and laptop and me on my phone. Like, fuck. Oh, you thought I was really looking? I stopped once you started hammering out the math. I was just staring at your phone. I wasn't really, <laughs> I wasn't really trying to go. Thanks for helping. <laughs> But yeah, G, fucking 400 missed threes in a row, and he'd still have a better shooting percentage. If he misses a mall in Chicago, I'd be happy. If he just comes over, he comes over here, and he's like, fuck it. I'll come over, but I'm going to miss my next 400 threes. I just want to prove a point. (laughs) 
we're going to keep the depression going and start talking about our baseball teams because they haven't really been playing so hot either. Yeah, fucking Yerminator even had to pitch today. Yeah, Gio didn't look good this morning. No, it looked absolutely awful. I think they scored bad. six runs in the first <laughs> inning. Uh, maybe. You know, I know it was 45 pitches to get out of the first. It was fucking ugly. Yeah, he didn't have it today. And I I was cracking up seeing on Twitter that some people were just like, oh, I guess Alex Cora is back to his old his old ways. Yeah. That's a, that's a bit of a reach in my opinion. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i okay with saying he cheated. I feel like we should <laughs> retroactively, you know, give the White Sox a win. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Or Gio just didn't have it today. Or he was, you know, he was leaving his changeup up and his, his sliders weren't tight and uh, he was just getting hit, hit all over the park. Yeah, the worst part is they fucking lost before, or this game started super early at 10 o'clock. Yeah, 10 10 o'clock game. I honestly, I forgot. I didn't check the night before, uh, and like, I don't don't give a fuck about the White Sox, (laughs) so I don't really know their schedule like that, so. I don't know, you'd be tweeting about them a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I still watch it when they're on, it's fine, but yeah, it was, we were were walking the, we were walking my dogs, and I get the the lineup alert. I was like, damn, they're putting a lineup out already? And I checked the schedule, and I saw it was going to be a a 10 o'clock game. It it was just fucking terrible. I had to watch like the the highlights of it basically. Yeah, the fact that that Yerman pitched was hilarious. Of course, people on Twitter were talking about that. Do you think they gave up too early? <laughs> no, because that was the argument that I was seeing. They just they were mad that it. that they pretty much threw in the towel, and it was the game was still within reach. I mean, it's such a long season. You kind of want to prevent your your bullpen and your pitchers from really stressing them out in the beginning of the year. I feel like it was kind of rea- a reaction to Lance Lynn also actually being put in the ILDL, whatever the fuck they call it. I don't know. I think th- I think that's the reason that they kind of gave up on it. They're just like, you know what, Lance Lynn isn't going to be able to bail us out for like five, six innings in his next start. So let's fucking throw in random people in there and try to see what's going on, you know? It was just a bad showing. They they split the series with the Red Sox two out of four games. We did win the doubleheader yesterday. But, I mean, they. I feel like this is how the White Sox are going to be. I feel like it's going to kind of be like the Cubs in 2017 where they're kind of hit or miss. Uh, they'd go through stretches where they're going to be hot offensively and other days where they're just going to be fucking dead and just like sitting there. The only, yeah. the only thing that's been helping us out before today, I think, uh, Chuck Garfine put up a stat that was showing that White Sox rotation had the best, the best ERA in the AL, and I believe our bullpen in the past seven days because you know we started like ass in the beginning of the year. True. In the past seven days, I think we're the second best bullpen as well ERA wise. Of course, that shit goes all to shit today, but <laughs> <laughs> of course he jinxed us. That's what it was. Yeah, the Cubs also dropped two of three to the Braves over the weekend, and um, it's, it's. I thought they were gonna break out. With that offensive explosion Saturday, you've kind of figured, okay, here we go. The bats are awake. But a part of me was a little reserved because it was textbook Cubs right. offense the last three years. This is, hey, let's just hit a shit ton of home runs. Explosion game. On a random game. <laughs> go for 13 runs and then just kind of yeah, go back to the fucking normal. Yeah, I mean, that's how they've been the past three years. So I expect anything different, especially since it's the same players. There, I mean, there's no nothing wrong with losing to the Braves. They're projected to be yeah. really good, and Acuna is the fucking face of baseball right now. G. And plus, are you at this point? I think Bowling talks about it on Twitter a lot. Are you willing to fight for Wilson Contreras? Fight with him? Like I'm gonna go fight the Pirates with him? Yeah. Hell yeah. What you don't like Willie? 
I mean, I would go fuck. It's the Cubs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> put your uh, Cubs hate to the side. Wilson Contreras as a catcher. You're not a fan of Wilson Contreras as the catcher? Probably top three, top five of the league. I mean, come on. Yeah. I don't know. At, at a certain point, it might be like Rizzo where he just gets hit a lot. You know what? Like it. What maybe it's maybe it's him. Maybe it's not me. It's you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there's the obvious. The obvious way to pitch Wilson Contreras is pitch him high and in. Right. That's going to lead to him getting hit, and maybe he just needs to understand that that's going to happen. If you get hit, be like, all right, this is just a product of uh, the way that of what the book tells them to to pitch me. But I'm okay if he gets into a couple fights here and there. I mean, it makes th- it exciting. Th- there's the whole like maybe this will fire up the team. You know, the whole fucking when the managers used to get ejected when their teams were in a slump to to fire up the squad. <laughs> yeah, that should make no sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, nothing really in sports makes sense in terms of like shit we do to fucking break out of slumps or wait, to fire up the squad. Like, do really? Wait, I'm very glad that I wasn't here for the podcast on. For Friday's podcast, when you said you're not trying to be not the uh, superstitious one no, anymore, and I'm still not, but it doesn't mean that I'm not, I'm not going to stop other people from believing it or other teams. I'm not going to be mad when the fucking so you're not superstitious anymore. No, not as much. Okay, I'd like to say <laughs> if I if I catch any shit, I'm gonna blow it out out of proportion. Like what? Like me fucking picking that nachos again? Picking at nachos. <laughs> Shit, the the follow- that, could, that could just be my nervous tick. It might not be my superstition. But the following year, you actually specifically asked to go to Bar Louis because they won there, and they won while we were there. Okay, that was what fucking four years ago. Why are you bringing up bullshit? Hey, I'm I'm Why waiting for bullshit. The, I'm Time pass. I'm waiting pass. for that invite to Bar Louis again. The, <laughs> the pass is for cowards and losers, like Ditka says. Uh, that's true. But I don't know if I, if I catch any of that shit, I'm gonna fucking call it out. All right, but what if, again, like I said, what if it's just a nervous tick? Like, at, at what point will you draw the line from, this is just one of my tendencies to superstition? The Bar Louie part, the Bar Louie invitation, that was superstition. So you did it on purpose? That I did on purpose, yes. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I just brought it up because no, I that knew. No, that was complete. I think because, what was it? Cause it was against the Dodgers, 2017. And I think at that point, they hadn't won a a game in that series right if i'm trying i'm trying to remember because i think i'm trying to think back to why i <laughs> why i went there with my superstition i think i was like the last I time i was, was at bar three. louis they won it was game three i think you guys were down oh two and then i needed i think they needed a win because yeah. i was like all right let's go to bar louis then they lost that one then i think we went to um the fuck harry's is that the name of the bar for game four where the cubs won is that where we were at because so. man harry's closed down so the cubs so do the Cubs. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm trying to be not as superstitious. I'm letting it be known right now if there's any type of superstitious shit that happens for the White Sox to do better, I'm going to do it. I might have to get on a plane like I did on what, Wednesday, I think it was, when they did the no, the no-hitter. Oh, were you on a plane? Yeah, it was. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, see, I'm not. I'm like, I'm going to be. I'm going to try to be a normal baseball fan where I just watch them. I, game I, by game, I feel like baseball in genuine the, uh, has has more superstitious people watching it. The players, no, the players are definitely players, but also fans. I feel like every fan that's been a long time rooting fan, an actual fan, not like fucking buddy that was at guides watching the Cubs game, saying, "Oh, this shit's over." But I'm sweating bullets. Yeah, sixth inning. <laughs> actual fans, I feel like everyone's kind of done something like that, whether it be wearing the same jersey because they won last time. Yeah, I guess we all got like a lucky shirt or, you know, a lucky bar that we were going to. Right. 
lucky order of appetizers, specific appetizers, chicken nachos. But um, and you know what? I'm a I'm a good friend, even though I'm a White Sox fan. I still went with you. Maybe it's because there's booze there. Maybe you know. Well, I didn't tell you it was for that reason. Yeah, I kind of expect. I kind of thought. I just, it was. but I just confirmed it four years later. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of thought it was. I was like, this this guy's down down bad right now. <laughs> That's why I went to Bar Louie, too, to watch a, a Bulls game, try to get him right. But then they ended up losing to, I think, the Magic. The Magic. That was the first game against the Magic. <laughs> so Bar Louie is not. Bar Louie is dead now. Yeah. <laughs> no more trips to Bar Louie. Got to find another lucky bar. Unless they want to sponsor us, hit us up, Bar Louie. What's up? What to do? Yeah, we're going to have to try these next. I haven't been to in it. This is like football season. I think the last time I went there was when we illegally streamed. Uh, well, I paid for it, but we illegally streamed the UFC event. It was illegal because it was at a bar. Do you think if we I don't could think keep we this keep in? that? Yeah. yeah, we can. Nah, or just bleep out the name of the bar. They could get retroactively in trouble, no? Yeah, just bleep out the name of the bar. Okay, if you know, you know. <laughs> Local number two. Because I, you know, I feel like when we bleep stuff, it, it keeps the people going. It keeps you it know? funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll keep it. Continue. Uh, yeah, but so I was at. I'm just gonna keep saying it. Yeah, you just say it. Uh, yeah, I was at. I paid for the UFC event. Which fuck everyone that was there because everyone, <laughs> everyone everyone ended up congregating to the back where they had the big TV to watch it and shit. And everyone's just like, I was a dick to one guy because he was just like, is the UFC like pay-per-view going to start soon? Because the undercard or prelims or whatever had just finished. And I, I just looked at him. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if they can play it or whatever. And then he left. And then I was just like, I already bought that shit. Fuck it. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to shit to no people here. But, um... Yeah, it was funny as shit because by the end of the night, everyone was there watching the Adesanya versus Blahovic fucking mm-hmm. UFC uh, fight. So you know what? That might have to be our next bar, our go-to bar. What is the next? What's the next big? Uh, let's see, UFC this weekend? No, maybe not just UFC. Just what's the next big game where I could test out my my superstition? I mean, there are going to be no big games for the Cubs this year. Oh, you motherfucker! Let's take a look at the bull schedule. You're going to waste the fucking opportunity for this new bar on yeah. the Bulls? Yeah. If, if it's a lucky bar, oh my God. if it's a lucky bar, every big moment, it, it's it, no matter what, we have to be there for a rooting interest. And if it goes through, it becomes a lucky bar until hey, it falls through. It's It's been my lucky bar before. <laughs> hey. Can I help you clean the tables? Damn. Just hey, I didn't say that. Uh, I said, can I help you pick up that? Bags, boy. You're not an employee. I you don't work there. I basically am. I was for a period in time going there far too often. Yeah, but that that's like being part of the loyalty program, which is fine. But that even that it doesn't mean you got to help them. I've helped pick I've, up. I've actually helped like them throw shit out before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm loyal to my places. You know, Friday, Friday, April thirtieth against the Bucks. Hmm. A game where the Bulls have no reason to win. Right. What's the what's the I mean they've been a little better in the paint this year, but I was gonna say this year. The mean. big the this season. The Bulls the Bulls Achilles heel this year has been the paint. Yeah. You're big right. man big man in the paint. Big man goes strong. So if there was ever a game to test out the new bar. It's gonna be against Giannis. It's Giannis, Bulls Bucks, Friday night, eight PM game. Well, we're there. Well, if you wanna know what bar we're talking about, because I'm gonna bleep this out. Once I put it out, because I want to get anyone in trouble. Hit us up. Meet us there. Lisa will buy you a drink. Not me. Damn. I'm just saying. But I, but I think that's the play. I think that's the play Friday night. If the Bulls pull off a win April 30th, 
That's our new. I don't know. Maybe, maybe my superstition creeps back in. I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish with this. Just I'm just trying to find a new place to drink. It's no. I I think it's also because you are superstitious is proving it. Thank you. No, <laughs> because 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 if it works, then you know you're going to use it for the Cubs. God damn it! <laughs> this was a long con to prove that you're just a superstitious, <laughs> you motherfucker. But the fucking series that was like basically a playoff series was San Diego versus the Dodgers. That shit was incredible. It was electric, oh, as they oh say. Damn. It was. I mean, even Mookie Betts had a fucking awesome way to end a game, a diving catch. Him, I don't think Mike Trout does enough to actually put his name out there, but I feel like Mookie Betts and Ronald Acuna are fucking absolutely killing it. They're making it so that it's exciting to actually watch baseball because they always do something special. Yeah. Yeah, the Dodgers win two out of three against the Padres. Um this past weekend and yeah like i said this there was a lot of john too there was at yeah. one point that it catcher interference thing that you know they kept talking shit back and forth to each other and right it's exciting especially early on in the season especially you know we're gonna get a bunch of these games because they're in the same division so which makes it even better but like they even had i think trevor bauer struck out tatis and then he was talking shit towards him i'm with it man yeah i'm with i mean that th- that's the whole kind of thing we've been wanting from baseball is just players showing passion and excitement and personality and that will be allowing them to yeah and not so much getting into a fight oh you saw that castellanos suspension was upheld yeah that's ridiculous <sighs> that's so stupid but yeah castellanos just getting excited over the game and showing a little emotion and get suspended for it someone gets booty hurt off of it and now they're just like fuck that right or you can handle it like the Dodgers and Brewers, and they're just going to keep, I mean, the Dodgers and the Padres, where they're just going to keep going at each other. Yeah, which which I'm okay with. Which is what we want. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely okay with that. I don't want to get, you know, to blow up into full-on fights. UFC fighting and shit. Right, but, like, <laughs> if you're if you're a pitcher, if you're Trevor Bauer and you're flexing at me, you know, if you're Tatis and you want to bat flip on me, like, let's go. Right. That's what I want from, from these series. Yeah, I, that series was fucking awesome. Um and I think it's going to be good for baseball. It's actually going to make it, like you're saying, exciting. It makes you tune in because there might be some drama. Yankees have been fucking ass, so that them versus the Red Sox, I don't think is going to be any drama. They can make them some drama. True. They can. Look, do the games really have to be good, or they just got to yell at each other? That's the thing. They just got to sell the sport. Yeah. That's true. It's no different than, like, shit talking. But the beauty of it, too, is is that it's they're all, like, their own individual events. Right. Every at bat is is a new event, right? So if I strike you out, I'm gonna talk some shit. The next, you know, the the next, the, the next, the third guy you face hits a bomb off you. That's another event. Like it's just, it just goes back and forth. And even if that's the only home run that was hit in the game, or that's the only guy I strike out, right? It's gonna be in the headlines. So There's gonna be video of it. This John Boy's gonna make a breakdown video of it, and you're gonna make the game more exciting. People are gonna be drawn to it. Yeah, I agree. I don't know though. I, I think when. Because the Dodgers-Padres game, that whole series was competitive, and it was just high level. I think that's the reason why, another reason, I would say, that it makes it more intriguing. Because it's actually like, this shit might be a postseason matchup for the NL. For to sure. see who's going to go into the World Series and whatnot. During the playoffs, it's different because there's so much more at stake. But during the regular season, I feel like competitive teams hating each other is a good thing. Like, the Astros are awesome for baseball, too. Even though they went through the cheating and everyone. Yeah, they're the villains of the league this year. Yeah, but every I mean, time. Last year, but now the fans are there to 
talk you know, shit, boo them and talk shit. Yeah, and they're embracing that heel persona. Wh- whenever they play a very good team, that's going to be awesome too because you're going to see that drawing, kind of like how what's his name from the Dodgers last year was telling him like boo hoo, Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, yeah, he started talking shit to the Astros, and that's great. Yeah, he got suspended for it, but <laughs> but there's t-shirts made with him making that like pouty lip face. Yeah, it's good for fucking baseball, and that's that's what I'm saying though. Is it's like we need, but it was two competitive teams. So you, what you're saying the the level of the play also matters. It can't be a fucking fifteen zero ass whooping. It'll bring eyes, but then it'll be like, yeah, but they got their ass busted. So who cares? They're gonna get their ass busted again tomorrow. Well, we don't know that. Right. The bad teams are fucking bad. A lot of well, bad I'm teams just saying, lose a hundred games. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because I understand what you're saying. I it, just think, but it it could be an ass beating for one game. But the the good part is that this is they reset. play they play series, and we got an example of that: the Cubs winning thirteen to four on Saturday, and then them losing thirteen to four the next day. I get you. I just think the level of play also matters. So the there's levels to this shit, cause. So if Detroit and St. Louis get into it like that, I wouldn't give a fuck. You wouldn't give a fuck. No, it would be interesting. Page turning material. I think it would be hot like today. Like damn, I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think if we if we get more of that, I mean, see, the bad it's, part about it is that it, we're not going to get enough of it because of the whole you know unwritten rules of baseball and there's right. those crotchety old players that want to throw at you and like. So we're not going to get that at least. Not in the near future. Not frequent. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing when they're not good teams. It's just the fact that when they are the top tier teams, it just makes it somewhere like enthralling that you actually want to watch and see what the fuck is going to happen. Yeah. Because a shitty team is less likely to hit a home run. So the next day when there's a home run hit by a good team, since it's more likely, you know, there might be some jawing or anything of that nature. But I mean, regardless, it was a fucking kick ass fucking series. Yeah, I'm here for their shit talk at any level. I don't care what Lee says. You could be the worst team in the league. If you want to talk shit to someone, get all. Oh, yeah. Get all I, fucking butt hurt. I fuck with it, too. Flex on them. If you're the pitcher, especially the pitcher. I love the pitchers getting into it. Like oh, yeah. like Trevor Bauer staring at him and, and yelling at him. That's great. So, you know what? This is actually something that was brought up by my roommate, Javi. Javi asked, that, like, why don't pitchers talk more shit? And I actually showed him the highlight. I forgot the kid's name, but he was in Louisville, I believe, college baseball he started he started calling a dude motherfucker after he struck him out and then the batter it was to end it the inning the batter looked over and was just like you're fucking talking shit to me and the pitcher was continuously talking shit it was a kid with like black thick glasses that he was fucking pitching with and he was just like yeah motherfucker sit down sit down on his way to the to the seats so i feel like that stuff is cool i mean if he can do it and he's in college you know they're going to be more strict in college. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. It was a dope-ass highlight. Strike out, sit down, motherfucker. But then, then he got rocked like the next inning. Yeah. Funny. It blew the game. Okay. But that shit was exciting. No, I'm just saying, I, 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 from you breaking it down, more plug to John Boy. He did a whole breakdown on that incident. Did he? Yeah. I'll send it to you after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that shit was dope, though. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch... I, don't. I, wanted, I want that at every level. Yeah. Every level, because... I feel like if if they if they embrace the shit talking, you're gonna you're gonna get the whole passion. Let, let's not only that, but you're gonna get that old style of baseball out, right? right. Don't throw at me unwritten rules, all that. Bullshit. Yeah, all that. Don't all that. I'm gonna throw at you like that. That shit. If you just continue the passion and shit talking, 
or the pitcher flexing or the you don't care about bat flips, it's going to kind of weed out that um, the kind of dumb shit where they're just throwing at them. So at that point, would you have one player on your roster that's just like a UFC, like MMA trained motherfucker? To fight? Yeah. No, because I don't think they'll get to fights. If they embrace the shit talking, a lot of that beef is going to stay on the field and not take it, not fight take it on the, the field. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the reason they fight is because they think shit is unfair, right? I mean, there's a thin line, though. I feel like that shit talking does turn into fights. And I'm not saying, like, once again, it's not a bad thing. Because, let's be honest, if you're at a bar, you could shit talk someone. But if you continuously shit talk, there's going to be a certain point where the other person is going to get bothered. Typically not us, because we're, we don't give a fuck. Right. But there have been points where there's shit said, and then it's, maybe it's the booze. But that's, that's... You can't compare that. That's a totally different situation. You're, the context of a baseball game doesn't equate for us to us being at a bar talking shit or getting shit talked to us. I think so because they're also worried about getting embarrassed in front of us. But they're of, not competing with us against any, for anything. And we're not competing with them. We're not competing. We're just both two separate groups at a pride. bar. <laughs> it's pride. It's the same thing. That's different. That's going to lead to a fight, sure. Yeah, but the shit talk. Well, like I said, but but when they shit talking, they're, shit-talk, they're not shit talking for no reason. They're shit talking because I struck you out, because I took you deep, because you can't get us out. We're shit talking, right? Right. So a lot of that stuff is gonna be is gonna just. I'm not saying there's not gonna be fights. They're all gonna. There's still gonna be bitter, bitter people that go are getting up, into fights. It would go up a lot. I don't think so. I do. I don't think so. If you guys have an opinion one way or another, if, if there is more shit talking in baseball based on performance, so like I said, if you hit strike a home run, out. if you strike us out. You know, the pitchers are shit-talking or the batters bat-flipping and, and, you know, taking his time, a Euro-stepping across home plate. Oh. Right? Do you guys think that's going to lead to more fights on the field or less fights where the beasts are going to be settled in a shit-talking banner? Beast paths. Right. <laughs> Fuck that. So give us a call. Leave us a message. 312-985-6006. One fight that we did know happened and didn't go how we expected, the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight. Man, Ben Askren ain't got no hands. I will say our friend Cap and I kind of predicted it just because it's just, even though Ben Askren is an actual fighter, he was only good at wrestling. Yep. If you guys want to know how bad he was at throwing hands, <laughs> look up the Damien Maya highlight. But if you guys see that, you'll you'll kind of see why we expected Jake Paul to actually win. Well, I could have told you that at the weigh-ins when... Van Askren was obviously in no shaming? fight shape. Are you body shaming, sir? No, I'm not body shaming, <laughs> but he, that's not the Ben Askren that we typically see in that's in fight condition. We know what he looks like in fight condition. I don't know. my, And my, that just showed something that he wasn't at all taking it serious. Shout out Andy Ruiz. Be fucking coming out with those titties and still winning fights. Oh, yeah, but you were cheering for him when he came in when he was 260? Yeah, that's true. 280, whatever the hell he was? It did look a little worse. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> that just shows that you weren't taking it seriously, and not that it was the most important fight in the world, especially not for Ben Askren and not Jake Paul. I mean, this is all a promotion thing. Yeah, we, we for sure. It. But which he which, definitely didn't do himself a, a, a he did himself a disservice by not taking trying. it moderately serious, trying to get into a little bit of fighting shape. Which Ben Askren actually did say on the Ariel Hawani show, in which he was like, "Hey." This fight kind of didn't matter for me. I got paid a lot. Yeah. I was. He was like, I thought it was going to be a cool experience. But he didn't really get up for it. He didn't really care. He said himself that the Masvidal fight, because everyone's going to compare the knockouts. Yeah. Every, he was like, the Masvidal fight 
hurt him so much more because he was like one step away from attempting to actually try to fight for the UFC title. And it basically got taken away in three seconds with one <laughs> flying knee. But you're absolutely right. He did himself a disservice by not taking it seriously. But that's his fault. You know what? I'm not hating on Jake Paul, that boy. No. Knocking out everyone right now. Yeah, I don't know. It just still rubs me the wrong way. I can't take any of these, any of his fights serious. You can't, but you can take his his fucking bank account serious with sure. how much he's getting paid. Sure, I, and that's where I, I, I get again more confu- more internal confusion on my end, <laughs> <laughs> where like I'm never gonna hit on anybody getting their paper right. Get your bag how you can get it. Right. I just don't like Jake Paul doing it. Jake Paul and the way he's <laughs> doing it because. I mean, if you're just if you're not a fan of boxing and you're you're a fan of Jake Paul, you grew up watching him or I don't, whatever the hell he did on YouTube, whatever. Right. You don't see this as you don't really have the passion for boxing, right? You're just seeing him fight some people. I can see that, but maybe I might be in the small group of actual boxing fans that think it's actually good for the sport. The reason I say that is because it brings more eyes to other people, and you say that it might be people that were following Jake Paul and they're not going to take it as serious because Jake Paul is not really a boxer per se. Right. Yeah. But well, he trains, he trains and, and that's, yeah, that's why I don't want to like, yeah, belittle like how much he tries. Right. The kid, the kid knows how to fight. Right. Kind of. Yeah. Not in a world-class level, anything of that nature. Right. But he does train enough where if he gets into the ring with Nate Robinson right. or Ben Askren, he can knock him out. So, right. But it might be kids that are watching it or people that are younger. Uh, yeah. I say kids because we're fucking old as shit now. Um, True. Yeah. <laughs> but kids might be watching it, and that might make them fall in love with boxing. Like, you never know. And that might make them actually go in and try and learn how to actually box. But I feel like it, it'd be better if he was actually fighting semi-competitive opponents. And he was actually putting on good fights. He can't though, because he's not that. He's not that. You could find some people that are like early on in their training where the, they'll be competitive. There could be some fights. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone came out of the woodworks, but I feel like that's as a boxing fan. I think this is where boxing fucked up. You see this spectacle, really. It's not a, not even a fight card, right. a spectacle because there's like four fucking concerts going on while this shit's <laughs> going on. You have Oscar de la Hoya. Drunk off his ass. Yep. You have Snoop Dogg lighting up blunts in the middle of the telecast. Why not? Everyone's tuning into it. No one talked about the UFC events that happened this weekend. Yeah, it wasn't really a big card. No, but there were real fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And my thing is, that's all self-promotion. And every boxer that is pissed about this, go fucking self-promote. Go make a YouTube channel. Yeah. And it... It could be for anything. It could be for fitness. It could be for anything. Talking shit with your friends like we are right now. But my thing is, actually grow your social media presence, and then you won't need the promoters that are fucking up the boxing game right now. Right. I mean, you can't hate on the kid for that. He's trying his ass off. His brother's probably going to end up fighting someone else and getting paid another million dollars and shit. Ben Askren said himself, I believe he said that, he got paid nine hundred k for the three fights that he did with the UFC. I believe he got paid eight hundred for this fight alone. So how is that not good for the fighters too? No, it's good for them. 
But I, I I just disagree with the the thing that you said where it helps the sport of boxing. Just because I don't think that I know any, it can never be seen as a bad thing. Any like if you got is good publicity, right, right, right. So, but I just think it's attracting eyes that aren't going to stay. People well, people coming in that are just fans of Jake Paul, watching him knock out just random names, aren't staying for the sport of boxing. No, but the thing is, there are fighters, actual fighters that were on the undercard. So we just progressed. So. He actually, I can't say his last name. I fucking whatever. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay, but, but he, who are those fighters? Regis Pregreus. He actually is like a top 140 fighter. So maybe next time he fights, there'll be kids. that will be like, oh shit, I remember that. Tune in. It could be on he because I think he fights on ESPN right now. So that might be able to grow following for certain fighters. So the fact that they had some fights on there for actual fighters. Steve Cunningham is an actual fighter. I believe his first name is Steve. Um, Cunningham is an actual fighter. He fought against Frank Mir. He's not great, but if he were to fight again, I'm pretty sure that he would have a little bit more of a following. I'm not saying that everyone that tuned in is going to end up following, but there will be a little bit more viewership for those fighters alone. I think that's part of the promotion. I think that's why these fighters actually put their name on it. Because, I mean, Teofimo Lopez is going to be fighting on trailer fight club whatever in june i think it is yeah i think so it's gonna be the same concerts before and shit and i don't know i just think it's well what if if you if you had these kind of like jake paul versus whoever fights maybe like on a being the co-main to a teofimo lopez fight right i feel like that would be a better service to box i say service in quotes a better service to boxing because Obviously, they bring all the eyes and they're staying for a fucking actual competitive fight. But the thing is, do you think that the kids that are tuning in, because those are the people that I feel like you're talking about, those yeah. kids aren't going to stay. If it's the co-main, Jake Paul can't be the co-main. <laughs> he, has to, he has to, because then they'll just turn it off for the main event. It's the same shit. And then Jake Paul has to do commentary. Okay. <laughs> What if he got his? I fucking, don't know. I mean, there has to be like so, there has to be something where. What if he finally fights someone that's a a real striker like Tyron Woodley? And it's a competitive. <laughs> and if it's if it's competitive, that's what I'm saying. If, if he keeps fighting these fucking bums that he's just going to knock out in the first round, that's doing a disservice to the sport. But if he's if he can actually make it competitive, then I can see where it's gonna that it, that it, I can see where it could be seen as a, as a good thing where he's bringing nice to the sport. But you just can't convince me that him knocking out Nate Robinson and Ben Askren in seconds is, is good for the sport of boxing. The kid got his payday. He got a good promotion. People getting paid. That's fantastic. But to attract people to boxing, I don't think this does anything for that. In my opinion, I just, I just don't see it as enough, at least not eyes that stay. Like I said, it, it might, I, th- I think it'll be something. It's not going to be a lot of people are saying, I'm not saying that it's going to be like a success rate of 80% or anything like that. Right. But bo- boxing is in a weird transition period i think there's a shit ton of talent there's a fucking espn card that's going to happen on saturday and it's going to be no one's really going to watch it but if you want to see knockouts edgar berlang is going to be in that bitch and he's <laughs> 16 and 0 with 16 knockouts in the first round but i i think those knockouts might transition into some people watching boxing or trying it out anything of that nature and i'm not once again i'm not saying it's going to be a high success rate but it's something Boxing, like I was starting to say, boxing is a weird transition period. The thing that fucks everything up is the promotion. So top rank doesn't want to work with Golden Boy. Golden Boy doesn't want to work with PBC. All yeah. this bullshit. 
So the other reason I think that it might be good is the fact that if there's Triller, which they actually outbid ESPN for the Teofimo Lopez uh, fight that's going to happen in June, it's not going to be PBC won't fight Golden Boy, anything of that nature. It'll be free game because Triller might be able to put on those fights. And guess who helped start the Triller Fight Club? It might bring bigger fights because now you're you're having someone that's willing to outbid for those important fights that everyone wants to see. Big one is Errol Spence versus Bud Crawford. Okay. If ESPN if it goes if it gets like sanctioned and they actually want to do the fight and it goes to purse bid and Triller gets it, the only reason that they got it is because of money that they made off of the Jake Paul pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> so you're hoping that these people that bought is it even subscription based Triller? I don't even know. I'm not hundred percent sure. But okay, so they download or they go to Triller to watch this Jake Paul fight, and now Triller has the Teofimo Lopez fight. Yeah, and I'm not saying Triller in particular, but right, right. But in in this scenario, right. If I'm just a person that tuned in because I I like Jake Paul and I followed him for this, why would I now tune into the other fight? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that the fights might happen because now there's going to be outside parties that are willing to take those fights in that are paying more and some of those people might watch it it might be some bullshit other youtube star this is gonna be the funny thing if chavez <laughs> jr gets asked to fight him and loses <laughs> how fucking hilarious would that be well i don't like chavez jr anyway so you no, know, but you know that everyone... if they if they agree to fight that might be the first time that i root for jake paul Damn! I don't like. I don't like. Do not like Chavez Jr. at all. Damn, that's shocking. But I think like the entire, the entire fight community would rally behind fucking Chavez Jr. I don't think so. You don't think so? I, I think do. So. I don't think he's very well liked. He's not well liked, but that would be like his saving face. Yeah, he did. <laughs> if he fails there, right? Holy shit! But if he knocked him out, if he knocked out Jake Paul too in the reverse side. He would be like, oh, shit, finally, someone fucking did it for us. Yeah, I don't know. And he, then, and be, then he gets his revenge match against Canelo. Let's go. <laughs> hey, that'd, be a, that'd be a little too risky from uh, from Jake's camp. Oh, yeah, he, he'd get knocked the fuck out. Yeah, because he's, he's going to continue to pick these guys that are somewhat of a of a challenge maybe. On paper. On paper, just out of name, I guess. Right. But don't pose any real threat in the ring. <laughs> Especially if they keep, like, underestimating his abilities. Yeah, if he can hit, obviously. Yeah, if he fa- he got some hands. BJ Penn called him out. Tyron Woodley. These are all guys that are never gonna get oh, a chance no. to fight ever. BJ Penn, maybe. Old as shit. He had, yeah, he's gonna he'd have to pick someone old and washed. Yeah, everyone that's actually with, bring with fight ex- experience, yeah. kind of. Everyone that's bringing someone up that is like a top ten UFC fighter. That shit's never gonna happen. That shit would be hilarious because it'd be he'd be knocked out. I don't see a. He's world. not good. He's not a good fighter. Yeah, he. Damn. Because he could hit some mitts and hey, hit the bag. Business is business, though, baby. It is. It is. <laughs> that, that's why I can't be mad at it. That's why oh, I can't shit. be mad at it. He's getting his. He's getting his money, but I wish it was in a. I don't know. To me, it just feels like he's kind of using the sport for his benefit, which is obviously what he's doing. But right, that part doesn't sit well with me. I understand where you're coming from. I don't give a fuck, honestly. <laughs> Like, my thing is, it, it is what it is. Everyone knows. But let's keep it moving, baby. There's going to there's gonna be fights that we're actually going to be talking about on uh, on Friday's podcast that are going to be 
of matter. Yeah, Friday's episode is is going to be a big fight focused. You got a bunch of boxing. You got a huge UFC card also. So we're going to bring some people in and preview those fights. Yeah, and I'm actually excited that we can actually preview the weekend. Uh, Whiskey Picks looks like you guys did did okay, or at least you did. Some of us. I'm on fire, man. I've hit three weeks in a row. Let's fucking go. Three weeks in a row. Hector took the L. Hayden has Hector. Continue his hating ways and uh, caught an L on Friday. TC won his, and Alicia actually won both of his, too. So if you parlay Alicia's picks, damn, you're a winner there. But hopefully we keep the streak going. I think I, I got my last one right. but Yeah, so Friday's episode is going to be a lot more fight focus. We'll bring in some people to talk about that. Maybe we'll hit up Dave Ross again to preview some UFC. We'll see what happens. We'll give some whiskey picks out. We'll have some fun. Last Friday episode was was a pretty fun one, too. I think I think going forward, maybe that's how we'll do it. These Tuesday shows will be more weekend recap, a little bit more, I don't want to say serious, but a lot more just sports talk driven. Having you get sad at Chicago sports. Lee's just depressing the audience hey. and me, confusing me and my emotions. <laughs> And then the Friday show is obviously a, a let's get loose, let's have fun. Weekend's coming up. Have the booze flowing. Has the booze, the booze flowing, and uh, we'll just have fun. Where should they follow us if they want to actually see us take partake in some of that drinking on Instagram? You can follow Yap Chicago at Yap Chicago underscore on inst- both Instagram and Twitter, or you can follow me at EP773 underscore on both Instagram and Twitter as well. And my handle is Lisa's 23 Hold on, time out. You always think it's it's not that. <laughs> Lee's is nine two. Lee's nine two two. We got to get you better at social media, man. I I I log on every day. I I listen to or I see shit on there. I'm good at replying. Give us your thoughts. You got you got a yeah. You got two out some thoughts. I'm I'm good at replying and stuff like that. I just don't know my handle. If if you know, <laughs> you know, it fucking sucks. But Are you can follow Lee's at Lee's nine two two. Lee's nine two two. Lee's L E E Z E nine two two. Or you can always give us a call, like I said, at three one two nine eight five six zero zero six. Leave us a message. We actually had a couple topics where I'm really curious as to how you guys see some of the stuff we talked about, whether it be the shit talking in baseball or is would that lead to more fights. More fights or less fights or w- will that make the game more exciting for the casual viewers? Or also how you guys see this Jake Paul boxing promoting events that he's doing. You think it helps or hurts the sport of boxing? Or if you just want to talk shit about Jake Paul, go ahead. <laughs> I'm for that too. Like I said, I'm happy he's going to get his money. I'm not so happy that it's actually Jake for Paul him. the one doing it. <laughs> so give us a call 312-985-6006. Release, I'm Edgar Perez. This is Yep Chicago. See you guys Friday.